This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, so we're holding here, we're done the Ramban. Um, before the, uh, this, um, uh, we're done on um, Amut Kuf Ches. We got up to Kuf Ches. The Bris of Lukas Hashanim and the Shniyas, and now we're going to be doing a um, a longer Barbanel that will speak about Yovel. The uh, Barbanel usually sums up many different shitas. He's a kind of a late Rishon or early Achan, if you want to call it. He lived at the Spanish uh, at the time of the, the Spanish Golos. So he's going to discuss Yevil. Now, just before we um, before we begin his thing, it's important to bear in mind Shemitah and Yevil. There's something about it that's all-encompassing. You're talking about a, a, a cycle of time which is huge. It's the biggest cycle of time, really, and therefore it stands to reason that it's going to have a lot of deep meanings to it, and that's why you have all these remozim. And all these sodos. Mishosha mitzvot zara pshat. First thing is pshat. Shavot zashem lo dir lamo ka kol shalo. Ola besof yoshev kol dova la shachofitzu litna betchilo kiloi haaretz. Kemoshe kosov kudiko aretz. The first, so the first point about Yovel is at the end of the day, everything belongs to Akadish Parahu. It's a way of retaking ownership. Um, it's just like when you lease land. You lease it for a certain amount of time, and even though while you've leased it, you think it's yours, but at some point it goes back. When I was young, they used to say, I think I think it's probably an urban legend, but it, it used to say they used to go that Rockefeller Center is a private property, it belongs to Rockefeller, which I do think is true, or it was true at the time. But they also said that once a year they close it just to show who's boss. Um, that I don't know if that was true urban legend, but the idea is, is right. So um, when people lend something out for a long period of time, just so that you don't get the sense of it's yours, it comes back again. So everything goes back to Kaddish Baruch Hu to show you at the end of the day we're on his territory. We also have to count the years. So, so a person every year is saying to himself, I am here temporarily. I'm here just for the interim. And, uh, you know, and uh, it's not mine. It also, at the, it also helps you understand the, it also helps you keep away from Xela. Besides the besides not feeling overly possessive about your your land, you also when you steal something, you say to yourself, you know, it's coming, it's going, it's gone. What's the point of it? I'm not, you know, it's never going to stay mine forever. Hashem will always make things go back to rightful owners. He says, It's something that's very similar to what they do in. Um, in in, uh, in in the government, every so often when somebody has like a, a principality or a um, you know some sort of uh, land that is that is managed by some sort of 
um, feudal uh, lord of sorts, and there's somebody on top of him, he'll take it away for a while. Um, all of it is to remind them who's in charge. It's very interesting, in, in, in Jerusalem, when it was ruled by the Turks, it was horrible. <laughs> that's that's true, but they used to have one of their customs, one of the Turkish laws was called muharam, which meant that if you did not own any property, if you didn't own the building you're living in, the house you're living in, you had to move out after three years. In other words, every three years there would be this massive reshuffling of people, and the logic behind it was that it was something that. Um, you know, it it allowed it it allowed people not to become entrenched in where they were and and then there'd be issues so I don't know if that was what they had in mind or if they're just, I'm dysfunctional it it, it really was, it it was described as being kind of an awful scene every few years uh, the whole Yush line would be taking all this stuff going from apartment to apartment most people didn't own it but uh, that was the idea. Everything, property and, and, and human beings will go from one to the other. It's very interesting also, you see the Torah spoke, speaks about property and people. Um, those are the two things that people really feel they own. If somebody owns a metaltolin, if somebody owns a car, okay, you know, you don't have that sense of permanence. An, a slave and land has a certain feel of permanence to it, and that's where Akash Baruch Hu said, no, at some point it goes back. Um, he says, the, the, the reason why it's done by um, kings and sort of feudal lords is so that, so that nobody gets entrenched and strong enough to overcome them. But rather, a, um, and Akadosh Baruch Hu, it's for us, so that we keep the right perspective. Okay, that was one point. Now, I've heard from Chachamim, which means Kabbalah, that there's a tremendous sod. It's sort of is, is the sense of the entire scope of the world from Bria till, till its ticker. Gambin Ashviyas, the cycle of seven. The number we use is sevens. They, they felt that there's Chachm in it. Um, the, the, um, they know it, and they're not telling anybody. They're not telling anybody. The, the obvious reference is to the spheres that um, they are. <laughs> Connected the spheres, it's the the entire complement. The same thing, just like we have by spheres um, Saima. I don't know when he says that he doesn't know it. I, I guess he himself is not keen on just passing it along. It wasn't. I mean, there was farm available. We could have looked and seen it. But I think he he just says it's not our business. Um, he says, okay, without looking at the thing itself, without understanding what the seven stands for, but you can't help but notice seven is a very significant number that keeps coming round and again. We have six days of Shabbos, six years of Shemitah, and the, six years of, of, of plowing and seven years of Shemitah, and then we have 
Yoivu. Pesach is seven days, Sukkot is seven days, and after Sukkot we have Atzeres, and then we have seven weeks from Pesach until Atzeres. And after the seven, we have Chag Atzeres. Same pattern. Um, you see that when you carry a bris, it's done with seven. Like it says, Kesheva um, Bilo made seven Mizbechos, and, uh, the, and the word Shavua, which means something that's fast and permanent, the, the um, Ramban says it comes from Losh Shiva. It says many, and there are many more sevens. He says, um, look into it and understand it. So, so it's very interesting. The, the Barbanel says, and I think it's an important understanding to, to um, a, a important tool in, in learning about certain things. Uh, let's say a person, a person has a case um, that he's, you know, like let's say he's a Sherlock Holmes. And he finds all sorts of strange bits and pieces. Now, Sherlock Holmes always knew the answer. Um, so, so, you know, he immediately found this mysterious guy from Algeria that was here for two weeks, and he left the snuff on, on the thing, and so on and so forth. That's, that's Sherlock Holmes. For us, many times, most of the times, we don't know the answer. Um, but you still need to keep in mind that the, there's a trail there. It, it, we we have a tendency to to we have a tendency to go wrong in one or two directions. Either we disregard information that we can't make any sense. So let's say a, a police officer, detective, whose job is to decipher crimes. That's the only thing people care about. So he will look into a case. He'll come up with 25 pieces and pieces. Um, it, it, one of them. Um, one of them led him to a suspect, and he, th- and he thinks the suspect is guilty. He disregards the other stuff, and you know it's just gone. That's one way we go wrong, or we leap to conclusions that are half baked and sort of uh, uh, we don't know what they mean. Th- there's there's nothing wrong. Not only nothing wrong. It's appropriate to learn to and say, you know, seven is a very very significant number, and to keep making note of it. We even if we don't get past that, it's still important. Um, and someday we could understand it, but understanding seven in general, generally speaking, just let me clue in on two things about seven that are significant. One is um, the the seven of the numbers that could have been picked. Seven is absolutely meaningless. Um, ten is an easy number. Ten is is, the, is a digital. You know, it's the, it's the amount of digits in a person's uh, hands. Most of us uh, were too polite to use our feet to count. Also, so 10 is a very, very good base, and that makes sense. Anything that's 10, 5. One hand, that's how much you count. It's a certain basic counting, fine. Um, the, the, um, the, the numbers, something like 3 is sort of a, a natural number in some ways. 7 relates to nothing in any way, shape, or form. We don't have anything at 7. So when 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 Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us the seventh day, it's very hard to ask ourselves how did that evolve naturally. Um, you know, if, if it would have been every tenth day, there's a natural sense. Every every third day, there's certain things that psychologically we we make sense that this is a number that people like. Seven is as they say in Yiddish nishtahin nishtaher. Um, you know what is it? That's one thing to note about seven. 
There's a second Indian, so it's not just to, to take note of it and understand that the very fact that the Sherish of, of Briyas Olam was done with six days and seventh day is meaningful. It's harder to see it as the result of some natural process. Um, a natural process would produce every tenth day, or if the workers were in charge, every third day. But, but to have a seven day is not... A second point about seven, the Maral says, every cube which means every physical entity has six sides to it. Top, bottom, right, left, front, back, or east, west, north, south, up and and down. Those are, so every physical entity, if it's three-dimensional, it has that. There's also one nekuda, which the morale calls the nekuda, so is the midpoint. I would rather call it the idea that holds it all together. So, for instance, a car can be seen as the, the, the six sides, quote-unquote, would be all the pieces of the car in a box. But then all the pieces together in a certain way, the distribution of the pieces, the, 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 the structure of them, the, 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 um, the, the way they're joined, that's all, that's the seven. So, every, the great entity that we have is six plus one. So in time, Akadosh Baruch did the same thing. Um, there are six days, and there is one day that gives it all meaning together. That, those are two notes on, on seven. Okay, now he asks like this. The Brunel is continuing. Um, um, so he says like this he has a kasha which Tyson speaks to others you don't find um, a mitzvah for instance a, a, a woman who's a zava which with Nohig um, that's what with Nohig today that's, that's our spheres Nikim is that she counts seven days there's no mitzvah to count those days in any way shape or form she, you know you have to mark it off and keep it on the luach and make sure you have it right but that's it there's, there's no mice accounting, um, but on Shmit uh, and we have a chiv to count. He says, the first thing is that we have a Mesorah's Valpeh that goes along with the Chumash. It's not just what it says. So it says Mesafartah, Mesafartah means to count, but whether the counting is a literal process or it means arrive at the answer, that's up to Teresh of Alpeh. And he says, um, So he says, um, without Teresh of Alpeh, if you would, and, and a Barbanel is a Mephorish, and he's from Spain where they tried to get Pshat Nebsukim, he says at the end of the day, you have to come on to Teresh of Alpeh, and that, that puts each thing in its place. So that's, the, that's how we have in Teresh Alpeh. And he has another telling phrase that I think is significant. It says, in Klai that's how they do it always. And even though they're not the Vim, they're the Vim. 
So Abba says something here that it's really astounding. It's sort of the end of a paragraph, so you don't notice it so much. He says the following point. Um, if it, it says some Forshin Gemara and uh, that this has uh, th- this is Balper and this is not Balper, but he says also it's the minog of Kali Yisrael to do it that way, and the the We can trust the instincts, the collective instincts of Kali Yisrael. Now I, I want to. Um, I, I want to spend a minute on this point because this is a point that's sorely tested today. There are minhagim and Kali Yisrael that have become very, very much part and parcel. Minhagim of Yireim and Shleimim. I'm not talking about minhagim, minhagishtus, um, but I'm talking about minhagim that how people do mitzvahs and what surah and, and so on. It has become a sport in the recent Kufas to sort of debunk all these minhagim. Someone sits down, he has tons and tons of, uh, of uh, resource material at his disposal, goes through it and says there is no mark of it. Um, and uh, many times they're right. So we're talking about Chalaka, you're talking about like Bomer, which is today, that's why it's so there. You're talking about opening the door for Shvei Chamascha, saying Shvei Chamascha and Kishol Yor, many, many things like that. The, that Kalisol has accepted as sort of, the, there's a sense that this is the way things ought to be done. It's, it was, and, and one does need to weed out Shtusim. But this is talking about things that Gedolim Vatovim or Nohek, and that's how they felt. We need to trust the instincts of Kali Yisrael, even if we can't um, pin it down. Let me give you a marshal. Um, uh, uh, somebody is studying business in a university, and you have a really brilliant lecturer, and he shows different business models and analyzes them and explains why they're good or bad and so on and so forth. You're really, really taken by it. And then, then he asks the students to deliver papers, and they're delivering, and he rips them apart with very good questions and demolishes their papers, and that's really, really good. Now, this fellow who graduates, bright guy, picked up the Der Halimut from his, from his Rebbe, <coughs> he marches off to company, where the, the CEO has moved the company from being a small a $10 million a year enterprise to being, a mar- to being listed in New York Stock Exchange. And they're having a meeting, and, and uh, the CEO says, my feeling is the market's going to move this way, my feeling is people want this, we need to do this. And this young fellow gets up and he rips him to shreds. He says, well, you haven't bought any proof, and the points you brought are, are definitely debatable, and so on and so forth, and if you can't prove your point, you're wrong. Well, no. Um, we, 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 we have a sense that this person's instincts are in tune with 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 popular um, with the market, and whether or not he can explain it and prove it and show it, still at the end of the day, he's right. Um, it is. It certainly is wonderful if you can do both. If you have the instincts and you can, you can, you can explain it logically, but it doesn't disprove it. There's the understanding. Klal has. The chelik of Klai that's horrid L'tvar Hashem, they want to do mitzvahs, they're into it, they're, they're trying their best to do it, 
on a collective level, their minhagim and anhagas um, don't um, should be taken with great um, great reverence. Could it be that they're wrong? It certainly could be, but the, the, you, the default setting is they're right, and you really, really have to go all the way, and then some, to to, to prove it wrong. It's obviously not tol- it's This is not the get to minhagishtus. You know, if there's a minute that they eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream on Shavuos, second day they have Ben and Jerry's ice cream party, it, it, it might be customary to do that, but it's hard to say that this minig was born of a deep search for meaning in Kedusha. It's nothing wrong with eating Ben and Jerry's, for those of you who not, you know, who not Mac Ben and uh, Israel, nothing wrong with eating it on Shavuos, but to uh, call that a minig is obviously nonsense. Or any shtus that it can be. But I'm talking about people in, in the attempt to do right, they tend to do mitzvahs kilchasa, um, things that have developed. Th- they bear a certain emis, a certain stamp of approval because of this passage. It's, it's well worth remembering. Next time somebody comes along and says there's no more tradition, no it's, it depends who and what the minig is. Um, I'm sorry, I actually said that this was the Abarbanel, actually is the chinuch. I, I, I got confused. I'm sorry. This is the chinuch and last piece. So, so the, the piece until now is the chinuch. Actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> So the chinuch. Um, so he says you find something true also by Tarsha Shabbat and other areas. So the bottom line of chinuch is that the mitz, that this mitzvah sphere being unique is 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 a mesiris, and um, you also are um, it's, it's a mesiris. That's one. He also speaks about the chshivas of mesiris and the, 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 the a Tarsha Shabbat that tells us pshat nepsukim would be lost without it. And secondly, he speaks about the chshivas. Of Messiris, of Minagavisein, and so on. Okay, now we have the Barbanel. So, um, um, I apologize. So, he also is, is, is explaining the reasons. I mean, the, 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 it's, the same, it's the same idea, but Pagopanim, it's, it's, it's now is the Barbanel. First, he brings the Ramamor of Buchim. Vina, Ramamor is Kosav. Shehoya Tam Bishmita Lishpoy Saaretz. So Raman writes that the reason for Shemitah is it improves the quality of the land. He says that's not true because if so, the Torah says that in the sixth year you'll, it'll make enough an abundance of crops for three years. Um, he says um, the, the um, if all it is is a helpful hint on improving productivity, we wouldn't be chayev golus for not keeping shmita. It 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 um, it doesn't make any sense that that you would punish so harshly for that. So he says no. He'll he'll explain it to us in three ways. One is pshutet Torah. The Adam that it it's it it's an, it's sort of a metaphor for a person's life. And the third shot is it's something that goes to the heart of the Emes Metzius. 
and he's going to explain each one. First one, Derech Echad, Pshat, the Torah is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did two chasadim with us, one is HaChidosh HaKolol Ubrias HaHovim, Shenosa Kol Davetivoy, creating and giving, and, giving, uh, and, and giving each thing its nature, its abilities. And the second thing is Torah, Bashen HaTorah Loikis. So who wanted to build into the land both elements, the understanding that Teva Zakarishpahu and the understanding of Taira. So he says Shmita is connected Briasolam. And being that Shmita confirms the same idea as Shabbos, Nikas Bashem Shabbos Barakharats. It's called Shabbos. Um, just like Shabbos, um, um, what Shabbos is through weekdays, so too Shemitah is through years. That's one. Two. Next paragraph. And just like the Torah was given the 50th day of when Adam Mitzrayim, so too we have, and, and just like Matan Torah was a shofar, you have a shofar in Yovel. Um, the um, there is no shofar for shmita, and you have a yovel mitzvah to miskadish just like kedushim u'mocha in my yovel it says v'kedushim. So there's a parallel between the two most significant events that happen in the world: briyas olam matan torah is shmita and yovel. That's one. That's derech hapshat. Two. Haderech hasheni meatzas achayim. The second derech is. It's it's sort of an instruction for life, um, in, in in the way that he learned Pesach, Shavuos, Shavuos, and Sukkis. When Yanoi Shanoshim Ashleimim Roish Yechusa Alavedes Manam Yosem Avedes Kachosam Anshilhem, people who are Shleimim really, really should should care about the time they lose um, more than anything else they lose. Whatever you lose. In, in terms of goods, they're replaceable. Even if your car is totaled, new cars, there are no lack of new cars. You may not have the money yet, but but um, you have it. Uh, time is gone, it's gone. Um, and being that a person's days are very, very limited in terms of what he has to accomplish, and that's why a person needs to push himself to accomplish some things. And he brings Rameya would set up a Mimite basic Vasaipatira. In order that a person keep this bear this in mind always, Akarish Baruch in the mitzvahs gave us mitzvahs that, that remind us of how short our lifespan is. And that's why So you have the world's great in seven days. We, it, it helps us understand our life is about 70 years um, you know, and we should not um, and, and we shouldn't uh, throw them out for nothing and that's why you have many many sevens in the Torah Chuppah is Sheva Brochus you know you have seven days Mishta and so on. So, Akarish Baruch Hu, um, every mitzvah reinforces the idea that the clock is ticking, it's almost 70 years are up, and what we have is Meshashem and That's one thing. 
the um, somebody just a side point. Somebody said something very, very, um, very fascinating. Um, he he was speaking at the Shiva get together, and he said, "If you ever want chizik, do the following thing: when you're commuting to work, you know, if you're using public transportation, like he uses every day the train, he said, sit down next to somebody who's sitting on on his or her iPhone and playing." Angry Birds, or um, you know, some sort of w- w- some game on it, and look at them, and say to yourself, "Aren't we lucky that we don't have to kill time? That we actually have something we can do at our time? That that these people have too much time on their hands, and the only thing they do is spend hours playing meaningless nonsense on 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 the gadgets." Uh, he he said he feels it gives him a lot of chizik. Okay, so he says the same thing is true with Shemitah, that it was, um, you know, there were six and then seven, it, it, all of it, hine, next paragraph. Im kein mirames, tamitzas ha-shemitah, u-shiyisko adam kamim e-shnei chayav. A person remember what his life is, and he has a tachlis of Shabbos, and a person needs to prepare for it. Just in all of these things, whether it's Shemitah, you don't have what to eat, whether it's Shabbos that you can't cook, and or whether Yovel that everything is gone, there's a certain sense of finality to what a person is doing. I, I think if I can put a, 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 another a finger on it, um, the the uh, the it's not only that the time is clicking, and then there's a we need to live through a moment. It's like you know you have a on Shabbos, and then as soon as Shabbos comes, you remind yourself, oh, you forgot to turn the light off in the, in, in the fridge, you left the, the oven on, you, you don't have this and that, and there's a sense of, it's gone, I can't fix it, I can't remedy it. That's the type of sense that it's supposed to give you. One more paragraph. Just like Shemitah, you have seven years, the Yevil is seven Shemitahs. And that's the teacher he says, um, within a person's life, not all of the years are the same. When he's young, he can't work, and, and when he's old, he can't work. The work, the time in his life when he can work is about 50 years. And when a person is at the end of his 60s, so, so, so there's 10 years and 10 years in a person's life that are not really useful. And it's only 50 years in a person's life that he's useful, that that he can actually accomplish. So a person needs to say to himself, I don't have 70 years to accomplish, I have 50 years to accomplish. And so, so you have the, the Yoival, which is 50 years. In other words, the maximum, the Olomo shall Olom, the Adam, is something that is 50 years. I mean, it's interesting. I, I don't want to be overly um, <laughs> zealous about it, but, you know, our lifespan, Baruch Hashem, thank God, has uh, improved. But people are also productive starting much later in life. It used to be that by the time you're 18, 19, 20, you're offending for yourself full-time. Even if you're going to college, you can what it's on. So that was the reality bit. Today, um, there's, you know, it, it, it seems as if we can't get out of that 50 years. Also, when people choose early retirement, they cut their productive life by a lot more. But even if we don't, and people somehow, it sort of keeps pace. We somehow mature later, are ready to work later. No matter how we cut it or slice it, we'll always seem to be around it. 
okay, we don't have the piece of Barbanel that speaks on, on the Pneumius, but Al Capone, we finished the Barbanel with his two main drachma over here. Okay. <laughs>